0: This podcast contains detailed plot spoilers, adult language, and mature themes. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Podcast of Rare Antiquities. Tonight we are continuing our reviews of season three Star Trek Picard. We're gonna cover episodes six and seven this evening. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty, pretty great.
2: Good. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Pretty good. All right. Fantastic. I am also doing pretty fine. So I assume we all just watched episode seven, so pretty fresh in our minds. But maybe let's start back with episode six, where I guess the remainder of the TNG cast and crew is not necessarily reunited, but at least we see everybody on screen. So maybe we don't need to kind of go into detailed plot synopsis, but Nathan, why don't you lead us off with episode six and what did you think of the episode overall and you know, what were some critiques?
2: yeah overall like i really dug it i thought it was pretty great i actually just re-watched it today i didn't take any notes last week but i thought this was yeah overall like a really fun episode i mean there's some like weird like small things where like some of the cast reuniting is like uh, oh, it's not that exciting oh, okay okay we're kind of uh, uh, jordy comes aboard okay i guess we'll have kind of a hug i did like the idea of visiting that shipyard That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Although it was, I mean, it's definitely like, Hey, remember this, remember this, you know, it's like sort of that member Mm -hmm. berries kind of thing. Even, you know, it's fun though for, I think for Star Trek fans, even though it's like, in some ways it's a little superfluous, you know, I, I did kind of like some of the moments of like seven kind of talking about Voyager and, you know, we get a little bit of like, you know, like with the bounty and stuff like that's, that's kind of fun. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's I mean, it's sort of fun stuff, but I did like how like that actually like the idea of like the bounty kind of played into the HMS bounty. Yeah, that's the yeah. So it actually kind of served like a weird purpose, like to, to the actual story. Critiques, I thought Moriarty was wasted. Yeah if we're just going to like just overall stuff i mean it's like cool to kind of have it back but have him back but like it's like that was like an interesting character they say he's an ai but i'm not really convinced it's like is that really him or not not i was under the impression that was not actually the moriarty we know yeah you know and i only kind of came to that the second time i watched it the first time i thought because they said it's an advanced ai that was misleading though because they were talking about the data lore Yes, exactly. And the other thing that's kind of, I was just like in advance, that and like the fact they talked about like, oh, the ships are networked. So oh, in the 25th century, they've rediscovered the internet and chat GPT is what they've done. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, overall, I really dug it. It had some fun action and some good, like, moments. I'm not really sure there's, like, a ton of, like, development or whatever necessarily with with some characters. But, I mean, I thought, like, Seven had some good moments. I thought Jack had some good moments.
0: Overall, yeah, I just thought it was, like, really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Harry, what about you? Okay, trying to organize my thoughts. It's a free-for-all. So the whole episode? Well, we're Uh, just, I just kind of want to, like, do high. I just
1: don't want to do, like, scene by scene because I don't remember it scene by scene. We can get into some specific things, but yeah, just kind of like overall, we can riff from there.
0: Yeah. Average episode, I would say. I'm trying to remember what happens with Jack there, just more stuff that he's seeing the visions, right? About, I think, about the door and all that stuff. I can't remember if anything happened with Vatic in this one. I know Worf reunited with everyone in person, so that was okay. That was nice to see. You know, I think he gives Crusher the Doctor a hug. If I recall correctly, Riker there's some weird stuff happening with Riker's dialogue like he's trying to get a reaction out of Worf but it's just it seemed forced to me some of the oh I'm proud of you, Worf come on don't you have a reaction I mean I know Riker was kind of like that on the show like you know kind of the tongue-in-cheek you know sparkle in the eye kind of thing he had moments like that it just felt forced the dialogue felt forced it wasn't that Riker was out of character it was like he was pushing too hard to get a reaction out of Worf and I don't think that it worked too well but I did like the fact that they went to the Daystrom Institute. Yeah, Moriarty thing was nothing. So that was garbage. Then they saw Fat Data. So
1: Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. They make those perfect android bodies in all shapes and sizes, apparently.
0: Yeah, he has ballooned, I guess. That's just fine. People age differently, in the sense that, like they explain, I think, at a way with the saying that, oh, we want, he wanted to represent an aging body, one that's wisdom. I think that's what the hologram of Sung said, right? That they mm-hmm. found. So that's a way of explaining. It's another way of kind of saying, well, now because we all know Brett Spiner doesn't want to go back in all the makeup, so they found a way just to just say, okay, now it's more advanced. It's more human skin tones. to just has to wear the contacts now. Yeah, And that's a nice evolution. I buy that and all that stuff. And it's a good way of explaining that the actor himself has aged. So they got around that in a clever way. That is reasonable and clever, and I accept it. The only thing I'll comment is... I'm not sure how I feel about like I know obviously we knew Brent Spiner's coming back as Lore. I'm not sure how I feel about Data, and this will go into the next episode because I Data being here provides some opportunities between scenes with him and Jordy, which is great. But at the same time, like we've closed Data's loop. Formally in season one, and you know it was done in Nemesis, and then we talked about Jeff. I think we, you know, you know, season one was largely a bag of shit, but it had a really nice ending scene, you know, because there's mm-hmm. this aspect of Data that's out there because of Positronics and the soon algorithms and all of that stuff to build androids. So part of Data is there, and he asked, you know, this is was a goodbye to Data, and now it's back again, or he's back again, yeah. a version of him's back. So I don't think I enjoy that. I think it robs the ending of season one and those moments with Picard because now it's just, it's not a joke. It just reminds me of the Captain Phasma thing. (laughs) It's just like, oh, you're dead. Oh, you're back. Okay, you're dead again. Okay, maybe you're going to be coming back later. I'm not going to be surprised. So it's just like, you know, there's reasons for this. So it makes, I'm not saying none of it makes sense. I just think it's not necessary. They could have simply just said it's a B4 concept, right? It's just to bring Spiner in, or it is lore, just so Spiner's interacting with the whole gang again. But the aspect of Data being here, I'm not sold on. That's all I got to say for my high-level thoughts.
1: Had they done a better job of his send-off, perhaps, I would agree, but...
0: I but, mean, I, they, but season one was a good send-off. That was the only good part of season
1: one. It was the only good part of season one, that's true. But it still felt... The scene was great, there's no question about it. It's just still...
0: Maybe because the whole season was kind of well, goofy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's no, hard. But, but they keep talking about, like, I think even if you want to go to the next episode, Jordy talks about, you know, this is kind of a next step for data you know in a more humanoid type of android body and a little bit more of that link between you know multiple personalities in his brain and it's forging almost like a new consciousness and stuff like that and personality that'll probably be the end result of this season it's going to be combining him lore law whatever else Song, whoever else is if floating in the mind there but the real star trekian conclusion to data's journey was the acceptance of death which is the ultimate kind of ending for a human and their journey and their life and that was wonderfully capped in season one so now he's just thrown back here for pretty much the only reason is Brent Spiner the gang just wanted to get together again so here's Brent Spiner and that's really the thrust of why Data's here again it's nice to see Geordi interact with this form of Data but I don't know I'm left conflicted there's aspects I like because I get those Geordi Data scenes and when you know when Data or that personality of Data looks at Picard he goes Captain and it's like you know Geordi and it's like when he's the way Spiner does it it's like data it's like that's what it's supposed to do it you know you get the feelings back this is this is awesome but at the same time we we had the ending to the story and his journey is complete now you're robbing that two sacrifices in a sense because now he's just there again
1: yeah what about some of the other Daystrom Institute Easter eggs there any thoughts
2: on that stuff
0: well I have a question on why the fuck do they have these remains I have that question okay
2: do they just keep like famous dead captains
0: no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, so this goes back to the earlier argument we had earlier, Jeff, where you say these people are not famous. So apparently the two. Remains that oh, are. Oh no! I are, said they're not famous uh, outside of Starfleet. Well, this is really not Starfleet. This is just a yes, scientific. This is, this is just Daystrom. They are separate is, from Starfleet. Isn't this Section Thirty-One stuff? Section Thirty-One stuff. But they're so really not part of Starfleet. Yes, they are. I don't know. Anyway. Well,
2: I mean, if you, I think if you want to get technical, they are a section of, or they're a part of the original Federation Charter, right? So I, it gets a lot of like, kind of like weird mixed up stuff of like, are they Starfleet or are they Feder? But I mean, it's part of the Federation essentially right which i don't know like uh, you know where the federation ends and where starfleet begins it's a little muddy sometimes i think
0: anyway i was like what is this these are just easter eggs which are i just stupid because here's the thing why in the world is like captain kirk's remains here because for what purpose it's like you're not giving the man respect. So obviously it's like, oh, what, what is it, cloning? They want to clone Captain Kirk. The only thing I like about this is that, okay, is Shatko a possibility? They just need Cisco now,
1: right? So. <laughs> well, they've got his head in a jar down the hall, like Futurama style. Avery Brooks? Yeah.
0: Oh well. No, you no, they the have profits.
1: Avery Brooks. Not not Cisco. No, they're waiting actor
0: they're waiting Avery to Brooks. nab Cisco so we can get Shatko, which is like Tuvix, the ultimate hybrid.
2: You have just pitched like the next like great Star Trek series of section thirty-one <laughs> trying to grab Cisco throughout space and time. <laughs>
0: That's right. So that gives me hope, but it's just like eyebrow raising. It's like, come on. Like, what are you doing? The same thing with Picard. Like, okay, why don't we? I mean, I don't know if you want to get into it now. Like, why Picard's body is like that important? <laughs> okay
2: the kirk thing is weird picard in a way i can almost buy it in the fact that you know like he was you know like he was previously assimilated right and then was out and then he was in the nexus so like you know a unique specimen in that sort of sense kirk it's like i don't know someone's got like a weird fetish i guess about it but like (laughs) picard i could kind of buy they wanted to see like how a human could
1: survive with all of the STDs and and not <laughs> just s- turn into a like a piece of charcoal. That's why they have Captain Kirk. Oh, wait, gonna- d-
2: wait, is Armus like potentially like a failed clerk cone? <laughs>
1: They're gonna turn him into the into the robot from Robocop too. That's what they're gonna do with him.
2: I think they're just hedging their bets against like a future which all shows are now just deep faked. (laughs) There you go. All the actors are just sign off their rights, like, yeah, whatever. Just you can make a show with me and we'll just have a show with you can mix and match any actors that were in Star Trek. Boom, go. It is odd that they keep human remains, though. There's there definitely no doubt about that.
1: Yeah. It is a strange, strange thing. Those know. are
0: Unfortunately, those are just for Easter
1: eggs, you know? Well, they're That's Easter a... eggs, except that they kept Picard's body for some weird reason, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll get into that. I, I want to talk about that, about the plot point. But well, let's wait till the next episode, because I think they talk more about that. Yeah, they talk about what the potential point
1: of that is. So just when we think the gang's getting together, Riker gets kidnapped. Troy's already been kidnapped, so kind of unfortunate for Marina Sirtis there being relegated to the kidnapped wife role. Hopefully she gets a little bit more to do in the next few episodes here. And I don't remember what happened to Worf and Rafi because they don't make it back to the Titan,
0: right? No, so what they do is Worf and Rafi do make it back to the Titan, and then they're there when they bring the data with them, right? Or the, the robot. So they're there when he wakes up. And then later in the episode, I think if I recall correctly, Worf says, I'll go find Riker and then they leave. Oh, and that's it. That's I think that's it. And then we don't see them again. Okay. Yeah. I enjoyed the episode
1: for the most part. Overall, action was pretty solid. Character work was pretty solid. Plot's getting a little convoluted. Wasn't sure about the Easter eggs other than, oh, hey, that's cool to look at that thing.
0: It is. You noticed the Genesis device too. The right? Genesis device, yeah. Oh,
2: well, they zoomed in on like right. Genesis device, right? Like on the yeah. text itself. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there's I- a couple of other items in there that I didn't really. It's like I'm gonna like look it up later. I'm sure some fucking nerd has like zoomed in on what that is because there was a few panels that they pass by that I'm sure have even more obscure e- Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. The Fleet Museum was nice to get Jordy
1: in finally. The Fleet Museum was kind of cool. This whole series just plays on fan service. So Mm, lots of it.
0: I mean, there's a part of it that makes sense. I mean, I think the Fleet Museum, if you recall the episode, and it's funny because I just watched this episode recently, just in the background as I was doing some work, actually editing our podcast. I had TNG playing in the background, and it was the one where Scotty was on. Yeah. So when he goes on the Enterprise in the holodeck, the original series Enterprise, I think Picard says something about the Fleet Museum. He says he's been Uh, on Constitution class, so on the Fleet Museum. Yeah. So this is this is it. So at least there's some connection. It is a little convenient that the only ships that are there except for one, which is the Constitution, New Jersey. So you have Kirk's ship, which is awesome. Obviously, the Enterprise A, at least we know what happened to it. It did not get destroyed. It's there. You have the Bounty. You have Voyager. You got the Defiant. Yeah. I'm a little surprised that the Defiant is, I mean, I guess it's due for decommissioning. It's been 30 years.
2: That's a weird thing in Star Trek where they decommission ships very quickly.
0: Yeah, and then not just that. It's just like, you know, you would think that it would just have remained at DS9 or it would have been upgraded or whatever if it wasn't destroyed, right? So it's just but it looks like it's just there. Okay. Here's your shows ships, movie ships, you know.
2: I swear like in the world of Star Trek, like I feel like ship like starships have like a 20-year life tops, mm-hmm. right? Because if you think of like Star Trek 6, the very ends like, or we're gonna be decommissioned. It's like you're, yeah, you're like fresh started years. You could argue it's maybe 10 years tops since the end of Star Trek four. Ten years, maybe. Oof, and that's a stretch. That's a huge stretch, right? It's like we're being decommissioned. It's like you were you're supposed to be like a brand new ship. Defiant was like an experimental ship, and it sounds like Star Trek's kind of like weird, like that in a weird way, because like in real life and like in the real Navy, like ships operate for decades. Like, you look at aircraft carriers, I mean, like, many of them have been operating for, like, what, like, 40, 50 years? Longer than that. Mm. Mind you, it's not, like, it costs them any money to
1: build these ships. I like, guess, oh, it's, it's, I
2: guess like, they really embrace, like, the iPhone mentality. Yeah. It. It's just, like, the brand new thing. Like, boom, it's out, it's out, it's out. Yeah, I do like the idea of the Fleet Museum. I
1: think it's pretty cool. Nice to see Jordy. Oh, I already said that part. Well, um, what do you
0: think of his scenes, though? Him yeah,
1: still in the roll. Pretty good. I mean, I haven't seen LeVar Burton in anything in quite a while. I know he had his little Jeopardy thing for a bit, but I haven't actually looked at the guy's face probably since Nemesis. So it was really nice to see the guy. I guess same as most of the other cast members haven't seen any of them in a long, long time. So
0: He's aged pretty good too, but he's, he's did a good early. job. I liked... His presence in the show and how he was talking to Picard and and Riker and stuff saying, you know, I'm your friend, but I have a responsibility still, right?
1: Yeah, he seemed a little bit crusty at the start, and I wasn't sure why he seemed a little annoyed at everybody, but he warmed up pretty.
2: He did. I, I think that's like there's like sort of an aspect of being a family man now. his daughter's now in danger right that i think that's certainly part of it right which and it's kind of weird that he's got like like i don't know how many people run that fleet museum but the fact that your daughter is kind of like your right hand man it's like ah that seems kind of weird that felt weird to me yeah i'm not sure why they did that i guess just to
1: give some again another callback to all good things right we know he is supposed to have two daughters because otherwise, there's not really much
0: of a reason for his other daughter to be around. Yeah, I mean, the real purpose is the pilots, like Sydney, Jordy, who's not LeVar Burton's actual child. It's the other one who came with him, right? Yeah. So that's just a, you know, he says, you know, I'm coming back and I bring my daughter, and she's just kind of there. So it's just they threw him a bone. Sure, bring your daughter along. We'll just have her sit by. Wait,
2: like threw Le- LeVar Burton a bone? It's like yeah,
0: that. they threw they threw. little oh, okay. I'm sure LeVar said, you know, I'm I'll come back, but can you have a spot for my daughter? And her role is really not that important. We're not talking about the pilot Sydney.
2: Yeah, no, the pilot Sydney is like a more important character. That's who I'm right. Sure...
0: That's not Levar's daughter in real life.
2: No, no, no. Yeah, no, the other one that works with him directly on, at the fleet Museum. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: Yeah. She's just a nothing role. That's yeah. just that's fine. It's the family. Why not? It's not like she's detracting from many. So no, no, no. Good for them.
1: Okay, well let's go on to the this week's episode. Unless anybody has anything else from last week.
0: I can't remember, outside of Riker,
2: getting kidnapped. There's actually one thing that I did like was when Jack and Seven are looking at the various ships. He says something like, it's like, very Star Trek, it's dumb. Not dumb, but I mean, but she's got, oh, like, you know, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Like, you just, like, just like your father, you like to do, like, the drive-by poetry. Oh yeah, the uh, book. that was it, it was like a pretty good line. I thought it was delivered well, and it, it's sort of like I just love that acknowledgement of just like in universe people like, okay, we kind of know what Picard's like. Yeah, and I kind of dug that. It was a funny line that was delivered well. I thought.
1: Yeah, that was good. I like that line too. That was yeah. funny. I forgot about that.
2: For me, the episode sat well. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, I, I think. I understand, like, Harry, from kind of where you're coming from a little bit, but I don't know. Like, I'm I'm a sucker for,
0: like, the remember this, remember this, you know, kind of shit, so. Mm -hmm. I don't mind a bit of it. I think the season has had some of this, right? It's just, again, it's just Oh, the season,
2: some of this, the season is rotten with the (laughs) member berries. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It is, but considering what we had the past two seasons, I'll
1: gladly forgive it.
2: I'll take it. That. If this is like if it's like okay, the other thing is that like at least I feel somewhat engaged with the story. So like I'll take all the callbacks and the references. I mean I mean man there's easter eggs upon easter eggs I know we didn't really talk much about Moriarty because it's like a huge nothing burger here. and I felt that was a huge waste. But it's like, again, it's kind of fun to sort of see that as a callback. I'm a little annoyed that they would even put that in the trailer. Yeah. Why not leave that as like a secret? Because I thought, oh, cool. Like maybe he's like a villain in this. Like, no, it's just like a weird shadow of what the character was.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it would have been played you'd probably have a more positive reaction if he wasn't shown in the trailers. Yeah. Yeah. You thought it was
1: gonna be important and Yeah.
0: Just like the last Jedi trailer with Luke whispering, the force is so much it's so much bigger. <laughs> and yet nothing is discussed. And yet it's still about lifting rocks. Yeah. <laughs>
2: guys let us not relitigate that (laughs) yes okay continue episode today's episode today's episode okay the
1: opening big cameo mr tim russ tuvok rolling onto the scene there or i guess not tuvok what'd you guys think about that what are your tuvok reminiscences i know we all have a lot of fond tuvok memories
0: I don't mind Tuvok. I was not the biggest Voyager fan, but recent I didn't watch every single episode, but I was watching a few episodes, you know, from each season and I haven't finished. I think I've gone through five seasons over the last calendar year, again, handful of episodes per season. So I, I'm finding I'm warming up to him more throughout this run. So I respect him, even though it's not, he's not the greatest actor in the world, but I don't mind the character. He had a good relationship with seven in that show. So I dug this here. The question I really have is like, he's a prisoner or he's going to die and no one's going to (laughs) care. (laughs)
1: Or he's already dead.
0: Or he's already dead. No, I think they give the inclination that he hasn't died yet. He's captured like Will, but he will die. But I highly doubt they're going to show the rescue of Tuvok in the show. It's going to be all about Riker only and Rafi. And then the question will remain, what about Tuvok? Yeah, I
1: wonder if we see Tuvok and Janeway and maybe some other Voyager crew members just as in a walk-on status or in the background somewhere, just to let us know that they're all there. Because they mentioned Janeway a few times, so I wonder if we'll get a couple of cameos there. Not sure. But actually, Tuvok was my favorite or second favorite character on Voyager, which is when Voyager's either my least favorite or second least favorite (laughs) Star Trek show. Not sure haven't decided yet. But I always liked Tuvok. I thought he got a bad rap. I thought he was pretty good. I mean, especially when you consider the lineup on Voyager. They had some clunkers on that crew, for sure. But I thought it was kind of fun to throw Tim Russ bone there.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed those scenes because I liked the way they played it. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, they're testing him. Oh, it looks like he's passing. Or it wasn't passing. No, then he did pass. And you get the Voyager music. And then yeah. Yeah, so that was yeah. kind of nice. I like how they that played was cool. that out.
1: So Seven's two for two so far. That's good. Any, any Tuvok memories you want to share?
2: Yeah, Tuvok was probably in like my top three to four characters of Voyager in a Star Trek series that I think is a, I don't know. I have a lot of mixed feelings about Voyager. I think it's kind of a like a lesser beast. I think it had like a lot of great potential that was wasted, but yet had some good seasons, some good episodes. Does not reach the heights of many, you know, the other series that came before it. Tubak actually had like a lot of bad moments, but I thought he was like kind of a, uh, like a good Vulcan character that was different than Spock, right? I mean, because, yeah. you know, Data was kind of like the Spock surrogate, and even though it was very different in a lot of ways, but that was sort of his creation. Whereas I think Tubok was like a good counterpoint to kind of the half human, half Vulcan type of character if you watch a lot of Voyager outtakes like he's very funny and stuff like there's stuff where like one it's like a scene like there's no special effects but he's like getting hit with a phaser and he's just like rolling around like in his station in the back there and like just doing a bunch of goofy stuff and like, the cast is like laughing and stuff it, it's, so like he himself like kind of I think is kind of fun even though like yeah he's probably not maybe the greatest actor in the world and I did like the interaction with Seven as far as like the test and then like haha, I caught you in your fucking lie sort of thing the, on the second beat of it so I don't know if we'll ever really revisit the idea of like does Tuvok live I don't uh, even know I, if they'll even give him a walk on
1: to be honest I guess you never know I didn't expect to see him here but yeah Voyager's an interesting beast we don't need to go too far down a rabbit hole because that's a different show but what a show with such potential and unfortunate that they couldn't figure out how to write for it couldn't figure out
2: casting quite right I don't think I think that they had a problem just kind of figuring out what it was going to be. Yeah. Other than this is like, well, we had DS9. Let's get back to Trek, but like not be like wandering around. Like it's a good idea for a show, but. No, it's a great idea for a show. Actors aside, I mean, I'd be truly hard pressed to tell you that any of the actors are like necessarily that much better than. Some of the next gen actors, I just think that next gen had better writing. That must, much worse, you mean? Well, much worse, yeah, I mean. Oh, it's mostly the writing. Yeah.
1: But I'm pretty sure that, I don't want to name names, but Harry Kim is pretty terrible. (laughs) <laughs> garrett wang i think his name is and he seems like a lovely human being I've, yes he and robert duncan mcneil have a podcast where they go through they each do, voyager yeah. episode yeah which I, is i'm sure they're very nice idea. right and they're they
2: nice. they were doing their best but the writing did them no favors that's right where, i think time. that they're again not to name names but like in next gen and to some degree even ds9 that some actors like were like maybe not the best but they had the writers there to back them. Whereas in Voyager, yeah. I think the producers and writers really left, kind of like did them a disservice. Oh, they were high and, hanging high
1: and dry on Voyager yeah. when it came to the writing. DS9 is a good example, I think, because some good actors on there, some not so good actors on there, but the writing was so top was top notch. So it didn't, it rarely showed.
0: Yeah. I disagree with that statement. I think all the actors were top notch by well, that history. I know you got your problems with the actors on DS9. I think cumulatively, they're the best out of the bunch. Out of all the series, out of
1: talent, raw acting talent, you think DS9 I, I, is the say, best cumulatively out of the bunch?
0: Yes, because okay. they did more things with more range, and that's because of the situations they were in too. They were given the opportunity to do things a little bit more. That's the way I look at it.
1: They had opportunity
2: to do things differently. Yes, that uh, helps. There's, that, that, there's, I, that's I, true. I, I don't know. I, I disagree. I think, I just I, think that the writing was like
0: far, no, far was superior was, in a lot yes. of ways. Yeah, but I wouldn't say the Voyager crew is the worst from an acting perspective. I put that on Discovery, except for Doug Jones. But that's just me. I think you got to put it on Enterprise. Well, yeah.
2: I think Enterprise. Maybe you're right. Enterprise. Truly is the boat anchor. Yeah, yeah. you uh, are. are (laughs) We're all like,
1: oh, I forgot. There was that that show. Right.
2: All right, let's move
1: on from reminiscing about other Star Trek series. So let's talk a bit about Picard's plan here. So his plan is to lure the Shrike and to lure what's her name? Why can't I remember her name? Onto the ship to i guess capture her so they can figure out what the plan is a plan which goes horribly awry i might add so picard's over two in his plans this season here i thought this wasn't a great plan from the start personally and i also wondered they lure him onto the ship and then they got to play cat and mouse in order to do the whole force field game wouldn't you just do the force fields at the start <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> well yes but then there's like as a- soon as they walk onto the a- ship force fields then there's no Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon action sequences. So
1: No, there aren't any action
0: sequences. What were they why were they Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon action oh, sequences whatever the fake foo, whatever it was?
2: Fake <laughs> <don't know>. foo. <laughs>
0: I don't know what Jack was doing. The, the mind meld and the puppetry, you know, he started to do. Oh, remotes. yeah. That was quite odd.
1: It didn't look like wire work, though, did it? No, Yeah, the remote mind meld. Yeah, that was weird. We'll get to
0: that. I'm assuming they were separated by force fields. That's why he had to do that, correct? Oh, yes. that's correct. Yes. That's exactly yes. why he yeah. had to <laughs> be <laughs> Because yeah. at first I was going, why doesn't he just go grab the guy?
1: <laughs> oh, so you didn't know of that. Oh, you, no, you didn't no, realize no. the force yeah. field was up
0: no, at first. Oh. It was like really confusing. Okay, okay, so the funny thing That with, would have like, been
2: a very confusing scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> actually, I
0: kind of what? Wish that's what happened now. That what would have been
2: funnier. It's like, that force field's been down for, like, five minutes. <laughs> Why didn't you just shoot him?
0: A little help? A little yeah. help, Jack. Like, no, um,
2: we're gonna do- It's Actually, in Star Trek, force fields often present, like, a weird problem in star trek i've mentioned this before right the role-playing game i play with my friends the the star trek role-playing game we will often like just trap people in force fields and then put in like stun gas and knockout gas into rooms and it's like because there's like nothing that says you just can't do that so you kind of like have to sort of accept that they're just going to kind of like do this dumb cat and mouse game for like no reason i mean it's like okay maybe that section of the corridor is damaged or something like that like but they don't even bother to kind of do that the other thing is not because they still use force fields that's what i mean like they don't do that right but you could at least like try to explain it's like well okay maybe that section of the ship is damaged but even then like even the chase stuff is done because there's other like dumb things where okay so our vatic's men are they changelings too or no i can't really they were but they don't really seem to they don't change into anyone so i mean it's like so that's a wasted opportunity but also they chase and they don't shoot and it's like one of the things i hate in like it happens happens, more in tv and movies where it's like i'm gonna run at you with my gun you know you have a
0: gun there was literally a scene at first they were a bit separated so i could buy it because it was staged properly but Literally, there was one scene where one of these changelings was literally an arm's reach away from sydney and he decided not to shoot or yes
2: reference.
0: yeah yeah it, you know, it happened multiple times where one of them was chasing her and was
2: like a foot away with the gun pointed at her head shoot her like don't shoot her but i mean I, i'm not I'm yeah. saying it I'm just has to, to die but yeah. it just has to be staged better That's yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Like yeah. it's like well they're not trying to capture her at all like they're willing to kill anyone to get to jack Some of that action is just kind of like, I don't know, like I have an eye for it. So like it bothers me when it's not great. I also just rewatched John Wick 3. So it's like it's like (laughs) it's it's just kind of hard to like watch a Star Trek show and after John Wick 3. But anyway, definitely a different standard. Yeah, you're right, though. Like, why don't just like trap them in the force fields right away? It's a weird Star Trek thing where you just kind of have to like buy that they're just going to do the dumb things that they do, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, can I? I guess add to no, something. please. Were n't there other because I think she boarded with like maybe four of those guards, Vatic. Yeah, and a whole bunch more showed up. Yes, like like, like like, almost like a
2: dozen more showed up.
0: Yeah, like halfway through the fight after so many were put down, a whole bunch more just show up. And then I even think some of them show up out of that conference room, the ready room on the bridge. At the end, yeah. After they just come out of the turbo lift, there's like her with two guards, maybe three guards, and then a whole bunch rush out of the ready room. Well, to take the rest of the bridge crew and surround Maybe them. Maybe
1: they've been there the whole time. Oh, man. They were chairs.
0: I <laughs> said, like, don't – oh, fuck. That'd be that's hilarious. A, that's funny.
2: Because they did not beam in for a weird reason that I could not – they don't really explain. Yeah, it. they don't like to use the – trans. yeah, why didn't they beam? That's not a changeling thing, is it? Is it? No, it's not. It, I couldn't remember if it was because they did actually – the one thing that I really liked about this episode is that they did really – respect the canon in a lot of ways in terms of like the virus that was deployed Mm. against the changelings where actually they did talk about that the last episode we didn't talk about it where it's like yeah like well starfleet slash section 31 deployed a virus oh but we cured them and then she you know in in this episode it was like yeah after one of her own like stole it from you like you didn't deploy it like you you had it and decided not to give it to us I don't remember that. It's been a while since I watched DS9. I do went down that. there. I remember that. Very, well, who I don't stole the that. virus?
1: Or well, who think, stole the cure?
2: Sorry. Well, I mean, I think the it was DS9. I think it was like a joint. I'm trying to remember now. It, it has been a few years, but I do remember that aspect of it where there was a cure for it. And was it Bashir that stole it? Harry,
1: do you remember? Can you repeat the question? I'm trying to remember the specifics of the changeling virus and the cure. Yes. Like.
0: yes. So, yeah, I think they have tried to kind of retconned what really happened here or they've, at least I think so because I thought that they had a real cure and it cured them and then now it looks like they were saying that it wasn't really a cure but then what happened was it looks like some changelings were kept in Daystrom or kept prisoner no. and then they did further testing. No, you're thinking too. Uh, Thing. I'm not sure so, it's, it's a little I'm a little confused. So what they're
2: saying is like kind of it, what happened was it, this is what I remember from DS9. I'll look it up. But in DS9, I seem to recall that there was a cure developed, but they were not going to give it to the changelings. And that uh,
0: but they did in the end because but, Odo had the cure and he gave it to them when he went back. That was yes. the last episode of the
2: right. series. Yeah, so but the that, whole
0: Great Link was cured.
2: Yes, but that was only because Odo was cured, because they stole the, they stole the cure. Antidote. Now, as far as these other changelings, they were like, quote-unquote, prisoners of war that were experimented on. I think that's separate mm-hmm. than like the plague that Section
0: 31 developed. Can I ask a question? So this mm. is now a Star Trek thing. So just some logic some logic here. Now, I know they're tight for time. They don't have maybe the time to go all the way to DS9, go through the wormhole. But wouldn't you think that one of the actions should be, let's go talk to the changelings in the Great Link, because this is an offshoot, and maybe they can help us here? Or, you know, when Vadik, Picard's now talking to Vatak, Vattic, so Vatak's telling her story. So she's upset about these scientists. But she is now kind of demonizing all of Starfleet. I can understand the emotion. This is where a great Picard speech would come in (laughs) and say, we sympathize with what happened to you. We don't agree with it. Help us bring these people to justice, right? This is not Starfleet. Just like they are not representing the Great Link as a whole, or Mm -hmm. just like any terrorist organization doesn't represent a race, or any criminal doesn't represent a race, It's the same thing here. Why didn't even they bother? This is a problem I have with this episode. Why didn't they talk about that or have even try to reason with Vatic? They had an opportunity. Both Beverly and Picard are there, and they said, Nope, you know what? My moral boundaries are now crossed because my son is in danger. Time to kill you, motherfucker. That's essentially if, what that's they That's a good point. Yeah. I wonder well, if that's they did. Where that. They're... But do you know how many times they kind of raised their phaser? Like three times. Shifts? Three times. Yeah. Because they were saying, we We're talking about what's our moral ground? No, we're ready to kill her for the safety of our son. It's not the Starfleet way. It's not the needs of the many. It's this here's Jack, I don't care, fuck Starfleet, fuck my mortal ground, fuck anything. They're old, so they forgot that they charged to the phasers. Well, I mean, we can joke around all we want, Jeff, but this is an issue I have here. (laughs) I'm kind of siding with Harry a bit, where I feel
2: like, yeah, it's falling down a little bit, where, and this is actually a good question, like, is a question of, like, they, I don't know, maybe they'll solve it in the next two episodes, but, like, it is definitely a thing of, like, we're gonna kill her, we're going to murder someone to save one other person because it's personal to us versus there's this like this larger issue of we know there's a plot to kill a lot of people. Right. And yeah, in the past, there would have been like a real uh, like a good Picard speech of like the morality of like these types of choices. And they don't do that.
0: We're they may choose yeah. to
2: in the future. So, I mean, I'm not I don't not going to come down too hard but, on it. But, but I here's, here's I, it, the one. Thing. Harry, I agree yeah. with you.
0: Well, I'm, I'm happy that you do, but why not start with that? You still want to go down this route for drama and action and to extend the season out. And maybe they'll resolve it, as you mentioned, Nathan, in the last episode, then you'll get the rousing Picard speech about this, right? But he didn't try. She's telling the story. It's a sad story. She was tortured along with her people. But that's not Picard's fault. It's not Jack's fault. It's not Starfleet's fault, even if it was a Approved by some Section Thirty-One thing, which is not really, you know, formally approved by Starfleet. This is where Picard could say, "We can bring these people to justice. Help us do that." This is not yeah. our way, and he could have even said, "You know, I know Odo was kind of off mentioned by Worf, off, like kind of in a backhanded way, mm-hmm. but then Worf and obviously Riker and Picard and all these people should know who Odo is. The Dominion War is a pretty important facet of Starfleet history." which I'm sure they were involved in and we never saw the Enterprise crew, but they would know what happened. They would know who Odo is. They could bring this up and say, even one of your people knew who we were and sided with. They could have done anything. You know what I mean? And that is not what we stand for, what humanity is or what Starfleet or the Federation is. And even one of your people realized that. And then that's how the war ended, right? Now, yeah. if something else happened, then again, we bring them to justice, but nothing is discussed or explored.
2: I largely agree with you, Harry. My only counterpoint, though, is that the way that this show is structured is that no one episode is like, like an episode. It's a more like a section of – like the, the whole nine to ten episodes is like in itself – the episode itself, right? Because you can kind of think of like the episode where they bring Hugh the Borg, on board, there's that scene with him and Guinan in his quarters, and he blows up. He's like, I don't care. Like, he's not actually a person. And so, like, in that one like little section of like that episode, like Picard is like, fuck him. I don't care like about morality. It's like what we're doing is right. So, like, a lot of ways you could maybe argue. Now, I could be totally wrong on this because we'll have to wait for the show to be over. You could sort of say like, well, this is like a small microcosm of what Picard is thinking at this moment as. An episode, you kind of want to have what you're saying, and I agree with you. And if they don't resolve this, I think it'll be a ding against the show. But it's kind of hard when you have like a full episode and you have you don't kind of get that Picard sort of resolution a lot. He's barely even in this fucking episode.
0: <laughs> you know, when it was just think we got about it. it. No, I agree with you, Nate. But they could have started with that and then Vatic still rejects it. And then yes. the force fields are about to fail because of lore that we can talk yeah. about Laura in a second there, yeah. and then they say, "Okay, then now she's you know kind of changing yeah. to attack them," and then they can try and shoot her. And I They're, think that at least they maintain their
2: Starfleet morals that way. I'll grant you, there's some missed opportunities. Which they could maybe pick up later. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little like in the middle as far as like judging it, but you are right that like the show is called Picard, right? And Picard is famous for his morality speeches, and we don't really get a lot of that. And so you have, and you're right. They teed up like the perfect, the whole scene of like is captured, Beverly's there, Picard's there. That scene is genetically engineered for a great Picard speech <laughs> for yeah. morality, yeah. and they don't do it.
0: Or don't attempt, well, as I mentioned. They, they, it doesn't, they don't attempt don't re- it, or, and they go the opposite. Way. You don't no, even no. have to resolve it, but try.
2: Yes, I agree with you on that point. Now, we'll give the show as a whole the benefit of the doubt. But I do think that if they don't resolve that particular story of like killing this person to like save our son and like resolving like this whole idea of it, I would say they'll drop the ball. But I'll reserve judgment for after the show's
0: over. But you're
2: absolutely correct, Harry.
0: I'm just going to reserve
2: judgment on it. Fair enough.
0: And that's okay. I think that's still fair because you're right. That could be the last episode Mm -hmm. of the season. I and mean, if they don't the do that seat. then I'm
2: totally with you like I'll I'll be up in arms if, <laughs> if they don't do it like that
1: it definitely sat oddly with me when the scene happened and I was thinking what you guys were thinking. So I'm in agreement with both of you and I will hope that Nathan's reading of it is going to be the right one. It's an interesting perspective that, you know, you brought the I Borg episode there where he isn't all about his morality and until he is, until cue like gets through to him. So there is room for that transitory phase. And I, uh, sure. I, I hope that that's the case. And I think the scene would have made more sense if it could have gone any number of ways where they could have just been shocked and appalled. Like she tells him that and he could have been like, "We, you know, we didn't know that. We had no idea. So there's lots of ways they could have played it. And I didn't quite, it didn't quite ring true for me. So I think I'm on mostly on Harry's side with the reading of that scene. Yeah, it's a tough one. I didn't love that they were jumping to, well, we're just, let's shoot her now.
0: (laughs) That's pretty much, yeah, that was, you know, I was really perplexed, especially, you know, cause Beverly says, you know, I'm sworn to protect, but in your case, I might make an exception. Yeah. And then she charges her phaser. And the Picard says something, he charges his phaser. And it's like, my moral <laughs> ground's being, I'm crossing it. Okay. I'm charging my phaser again. Yeah. And every time they do it, every time they do it, I'm sure it's like to a more advanced setting towards vaporization. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so, <exactly>. Every <laughs> phaser is set to vaporize anyways. Like what more are they going to do? It's like, we're not only going to vaporize you we're gonna like blast you into the fucking sun at the
0: same <laughs> i found that just funny like, i was like
2: really i was like that actually, was pretty funny that actually felt like it was a, like a bunch of different takes that they just edit like we're edited <laughs> yeah. together it's fine Where like the actors were like i really want to like i want to be
0: badass in the scene a
2: bit and then when they got to the editing bay it's like they just keep like doing the same thing over <laughs>
0: That's right. You know what would have been funny is every time they showed the phaser and it charged again. It would have been a more bigger and aggressive looking phaser. Oh. <laughs> yes, that would have been amazing. It's like that itchy and scratchy cartoon where they pull uh, out all the guns yeah. across the earth. Oh, that's yeah. great. It gets no, bigger, and bigger and bigger and <laughs> bigger. That's what they should have done. All right. What do you guys think of Spiner here? Lore, Data, all that back and forth Let stuff. me ask yes. you guys
2: a question. Do you think Spiner was wearing pants at all? Because <laughs> like, he was just behind like a door with a window. And just seeing, like, like the way Spiner acts in interviews and stuff, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I've done it all. I can just wear... Maybe he was wearing, like, sweatpants. I believe he was wearing sweatpants. (laughs) It's like, we're not doing any wide shots today, guys.
1: I'm wearing sweatpants. Uh, Listen, I think he played it fairly well. We haven't seen lore in a long, long time. I think, Harry, you had more to say about, as we started talking about him from last episode, so we'll let you jump on that in a second here. But, you know, for me personally, I think this is a reasonable way to bring back you know, to get to give Spiner something to do. They're trying to have their cake and eat it too with the whole like, yeah, Data's dead, but this is sort of a new entity, a new construction. I'm mixed on that. Uh, I guess I'll reserve judgment on the overall thing. We'll see how the rest of the series plays out. It's kind of too bad. But then again, it's like, ah, but it's, it's Data's there and, I want that, so I'm good with it. Overall, his performance is good. thought he did just fine. I'm not sure how I feel about the whole, like, two personalities wrestling with each other inside that brain, and then for some reason, Lore gets the upper hand, because why? Like,
0: I don't really understand well, how that's supposed to well, work. Can I ask a funny thing? So, I have a question for you guys. So, hmm. Sung, Sung is saying he had a bit of lol, bit of lore, bit of, a lot of data, and a bit of himself. Why wouldn't he have kind of just said, why is he bringing lore into the picture? Because they asked the question. Picard asks, why lore? And it's like, Jordi says, well, it must have been to kind of strive to be more human. It's a Mm -hmm. more evolved, you know, positronic brain, and you're able to grapple with the motion. But that's where the, you know, Sung and data could have mixed. And you could have added a bit of law. Why bring lore into that? Because even Sung, as a human, every human has their anger, their ego, their id, all that, you know, light side, dark side that they play with in their mentality. Sung's personality should have been enough to kind of give data that evolutionary boost or whatever this new Android's gonna be, data 2.0. So why not just be with that and sure add a bit of b4 you didn't really need to just lol sung in data why add the most evil Android that existed in the Star Trek universe why risk having it there
2: I think it's a like a weird like family thing where it's like well they're family and we have a like a you know you can't really but uh, yeah I hear you necessarily distance it because like when you think of like the episode it, brothers is that the episode's name it's brothers yeah you but know they, like even
0: soon. The Real-
2: even soon who's just like he's not willing to necessarily distance him like even though it's like like lore is like clearly dangerous and soon is like he's fine he's kind of fine even though he turns out not to be fine he kills him <laughs> but it's sort of that like sort of that weakness that you have for family that you don't care
0: for but then jordy goes like you know i'm so worried about if i let this partition go that lore will take over so like he's being designed from scratch so like, you know, I don't understand how it, I think Jeff, Hughes said it. It's, it's very confusing. It's like, again, drama for drama's sake to have lore here. Just be taking over data and they have no explanation for it. Just like in the same way, from a common sense perspective, why would Sung even bother with Lore to begin with? That personality. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense.
2: Well, no, but it, hang that, on. Sung did not design Lore to be the way he was. Like Lord developed into the personality that he was, right? But then could never really truly right. let That's him go. Like he never
0: right. destroyed him. That was the thing. That was the old Sung who died, the actual father of this whole thing. This yes. is Alton Sung now who developed developed this new android i'll grant you it's a little convoluted
2: it's like i don't know I well mean... here's
0: my question to you guys because lore's you know story was never addressed like how he ended up they just he was just deactivated after that descent part two right never brought yeah. up again they had the b4 thing but lore was still out there can i ask a simple question why couldn't this be lore and then Sun could have said data's lost b4's garbage <laughs> you know yeah. i can't repair this but i got lore as a base and now oh. he's made some improvements to bring, he's trying to bring some of Data's personality into lore. And then this is where the fight within lore is happening. But it's really lore, like the body and everything. Now, yeah, maybe Data's got to go through the, they could have even have faked anything saying, yeah, I made him fat. <laughs> Just, <laughs> see. Just to slow him down a little bit, so I made him all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: just just to give the humans advantage. an advantage.
0: Yeah, that's right. So, or he built a new body for but he used the construct for lore cuz that's all that existed. That was the only thing that was working that he had at his disposal cuz everything else was subpar. So, why not just go from that as a starting point? I think that would have been more interesting. Cuz then it wraps up lore's story too here. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm going to be hard-pressed to admit that Brent Spiner is going to be playing lore another 15 years from now. So don't think not so. Likely. Not likely. So here's a good opportunity to kind of close that loop as well. But they probably will know and this will be how they do that. Right? Like, I
1: don't think they're going to end this with just excising Lore's personality. Like, they will find a way to but merge this, isn't this lore, new though. thing.
0: This, no, it's this lore, just... though. Lore's body and anything... <clears> the still body's is... gone. Well, no, well, like,
1: but This, not, this not is his actual... This is his download, isn't it?
2: No, I don't think so. No, no Where no, did they I... get it then? Like The body is like a human... The yeah. cat like that weird, it's, like it's it's the human, Picard human droid positronic body. The person, body, whatever the fuck that
1: means. But the brain, like, but they the, download the shit into it, right? This is yeah. lore that's been downloaded. It's an
2: amalgamation it. of the positronic brains that they've just kind of had laying around, I guess, right? So before,
0: right. but then how do they get data the,
2: from before, from before, who is also oh, okay, in that exactly. same room, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. that's You're the right. other You're Android right. that you see You're there, right. yeah. Nice which, indeed. but data's brain which also has, has it, which was. also contains law. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Harry, you bring up a good point. And I think it really just kind of boils down to like just what the show's going to do. Right. I mean, how many episodes in like the last couple seasons of Next Gen where like Brent Spiner is probably born. It's like, I got to do something different. Like they give him a whole episode where he's like 25 different people. You know, <laughs> Let me wear some masks. That'll be fun. That'll work yeah, out. It's, yeah, it's
1: like, here we That's go. That's what he should That's
0: have done here. He just pops out of the window. He's got the same mask on. Oh, boy. <laughs> That would have been a great callback.
1: Those, sh- those shitty clay masks that he was yeah, wearing. That's,
0: that's right. I am the sun. I whatever. am the sun. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Then they go behind and we're seating a cellular peptide cake. Oh, boy. So, oh, boy.
2: Man, there's like a whole. I mean, you talk about like callbacks, like there's like a like a five episode data series where it's nothing but like a like a remix of next gen. And there's like nothing original there. It's all just remember this. Remember this. Remember this.
0: With mint frosting.
2: With mint frosting. Mint frosting. <laughs> and even like obscure shit of like, he's like playing like fucking roulette or whatever. <laughs> you know, you guys remember that? Episode? That's, I That's like right. that. Craps. He was playing craps. Oh, was fair. it craps? Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll see where it goes. The one good thing is this gives Jordy an opportunity to kind of feed yeah. to data. So that was a good scene. Like he yeah. said, he was broken when data died and all that stuff. So he kind of gets his moment there. So they gave Jordy and Lavar that so i appreciate that scene that was good yeah that was good lavar was really good in that scene yeah he was spot on there yep. very good how about the mind foo what's going on with jack now
1: what is going on with jack because vatic says he's not for so you i'm even
0: me. more confused do you remember that episode where cork gave that baby changeling to odo and it came in that jar I have a feeling that somehow it got into Beverly's, you know where. Oh boy! <laughs> that was the night before Picard, you know what? And then out came Jack. Mm. I don't know. Your guess is good as mine. Wow! I mean, you know what? Like that is a <laughs> that
2: is probably the most plausible explanation <laughs> I could come up with as of this moment. Why
1: does he have psychic powers though? Like, why is he an X-Man all of a sudden? With glowing eyes. Yeah, that's right. He's Cyclops.
0: Yeah,
2: he's Cyclops and Doctor uh, and, Professor and Professor X at X. the same at the same time. Well, that's
0: why. There you go. Oh. There you go, the crossover.
2: That is. <laughs> Should have so been nice. played
0: by McCavoy or oh, whatever. This guy. McCavoy would have been funny. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, that'd be great if McCavoy just like showed up as like a captain <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, you, know, you look familiar. Oh, he's like the lesser version. Lieutenant I, commander I, at best. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm a little worried with the explanations around Jack and all of the importance around this. Again, we talked about, we say where this series is going to really, you know, kind of land with this character and Picard's son. And then now you have Picard's body. You know, there's some, probably some genetic engineering experiments going on here. Why did they steal Picard's body? I mean, I don't know if you guys have any theories here. It's obviously something to do with Jack and DNA in there. But they kind of talk about like what they're trying. The plan
2: is, but like Picard. Oh, oh,
0: they said they're going to try and clone him for Frontier Day because he's going to be giving a big speech. He says that a couple of times throughout multiple episodes. Like he's planning to give a big speech at Frontier Day. But what a vanilla plot! If that's really it, he's just going to be a changeling at Frontier Day and blow whoever's there up. No, but it's it's more than that because they also a terrible plan.
2: No, no, no. Hang on. The thing, though, is that they've sort of mentioned this throughout the last few episodes. Basically, every Starfleet ship is going to be there. So I think the idea is that they will don't know for sure, but my impression is that the plan is they are going to essentially destroy the entirety of Starfleet in one fell swoop. Here's another wrinkle I'll
1: throw at you. If their plan is to impersonate Picard, as he thinks, because that's he's like, they have my body. So they're going to use that and they're going to use Jack's blood to help pass all of the tests or whatever. Picard is now a wanted fugitive. I'm going to guess his (laughs) Frontier Day speech (laughs) has been canceled.
0: (laughs) Not only that, but they didn't even need to take the body. So I don't think it's going to be just as simple as that, because they've talked it, now about... You're, you, people you guys are right. At, I'm only speculating. speculating. It, they it, can just look, is at a, a, look at a person and say, now I can copy you. It, it's a dumb plan, yeah.
2: for sure. Because plan. apparently they've infiltrated Starfleet to the point where... Jordy has. Well, I guess we have to assume the that's episode. not a plan, right? No, well, well, there's no maybe not. But Jordy says in the last episode, he's like, I've been trying to say, like, you're drawing all of Starfleet into one to location. Like, I'm trying to say, like, don't do that. He's, like, trying to understand why like nobody's listening to him. Obviously, to me, that seems like because that's the Changelings' plan. Now, as to why they need Picard's body and Jack's blood, but Jack's blood almost seems superfluous because he, he also fucking has superpowers at the same time. Like, So is that like a completely di- like separate issue of why the Changelings want him? No, it's got to be a separate issue. They can't want him just because
1: of why Picard thinks. I Because that's not a good plan. The plan is that they want to destroy Starfleet. I think
0: that's obvious. But it is. the plan with Picard and with Jack is less so jack's the key to everything so it looks yeah. like jack is like built as a super weapon somehow by the changelings to like do what ambass- like
2: individually kill each everyone in starfleet
0: <laughs> it's well, like that's, one that's by, that's by one that's what i don't understand oh. that's the missing link pardon my pun so the yeah. great missing link
1: He's changeling John Wick. So he's going to actually one-on-one <laughs> murder everybody.
0: Without looking. Without looking. Exactly. That, that's what John Wick does. Yeah. Spin, flip, touch. And now you got Mindfu, So it's just, <laughs> it's all that stuff.
1: You got Mindfu, you don't need eye contact. You've got it. You're right.
0: I don't know. I just worry about this plot point. I think it's getting, it might be running away from them here. That's my fear.
1: I'll say this episode, today's episode was... The weakest of the bunch so far for me. And it feels like, yeah, the plot's running away a little bit on them. I'll agree with Harry on that one. So I hope they can rein it in. Uh, You know, I'll forgive them one subpar episode and I will, yeah, I've already forgiven every other plot point this far. So why stop now? I do hope that, regardless of all of that, and I think we can all agree, is if they actually bring it. To a conclusion in a Star Trek fashion and not just, you know, phasering everybody till they die, that would be good. So I think they're going to go somewhere with it. I don't know that they would have given Vadic such a gruesome backstory because that was pretty awful. I was surprised
0: actually mm. at how. Well, we still have the other entity that she's answering to. Uh, One, she's a yeah. One she's that's a changeling. Fun. And no. I think this episode he's saying you're you're cunt. valuable, you're expendable. I can do whatever I want with you. So there's a threat to her group. And that and, and that entity even does like refer
2: whole. to that like saying something along the lines like you're kind or so like obviously not a
0: changeling. Maybe that's Kirk. Oh, <laughs> he <laughs> just wants his body back. No. Harry. Says, Harry. He says, says Harry, you, bar- you buried me on Viridian 3, and then now you kept me here in D Harry. Fuck you. It's Cisco. Yes. Falling <laughs> <laughs>
1: from beyond the
0: whatever. Cisco went evil. All is forgiven. As long as he calls himself Apocrypha Noah in the last episode. Be- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about
1: covers the episode, guys. Any other points you guys want to make before we wrap this one up?
2: I liked this last episode probably more than you guys. It's not great or anything, but I dug
0: it. I'll say this, like few good scenes. Given like all every, the dumb every, things about it. <laughs> yeah, like every episode, there's a couple of fun things in there, fun character moments that, like, you know, the actors, you got seven, uh, you know, TNG members who have to have their moments. So they're giving people moments, which is good. They're even giving Picard moments, even though it wasn't in this episode. They've given him moments this season that they really didn't in the first two seasons. Digging that. It just feels now, the plot is it's too much. Too much is happening. They're losing focus. And I'm worried it's not going to resolve itself nicely. There's still whole three episodes left. That's a movie in terms of a movie runtime. So they have the time to do it. I'm just worried. Hmm. Yeah,
1: we've got plenty of runway to land this plane. So I hope they figure it out. Okay, well, I guess we can wrap it up there. So we'll reconvene again in two weeks for eight and nine. And then I assume we'll do a final episode after episode 10 to bring it all together. That's the plan all right oh it's exciting I mean hey it's nice to talk to you guys about Star Trek Picard good conversation today all right well I guess we'll talk again in two weeks guys all right well, sounds, sounds good
0: sounds great all right talk to you soon